Welcome to NVC for the week of, I didn't even check what day it is. It is November 7th, 2013. Coming am, out swinging. That's right. Really quick recovery. I am your host, Jose Otero, and I'm joined by a cast of regulars and a new person. But really quickly, let me do introductions. First off, the man who has incredible Pokemon adventures. So good, in fact, that he has stopped playing for now, but we'll be back soon. Brian Altano. Brr, brr. Yes. Next, we have the, uh, the, the man who was on board uh, with internet memes before it was a thing, reaction guy number four, Guten, Pierre Schneider. Guten Tag. And lastly, <laughs> IGN's newly crowned king of fitness, Brian Albert. Beyond. <laughs> How dare you? Get out. <laughs> you don't do that here? You're crossing no. the streams, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I get you killed, man. <laughs> So uh, we've got a kind of a free-form show today. A lot has happened this week. There's a lot going on behind the scenes. As you know, this is the fall season where everything is coming in. You know big Nintendo games are coming. Um, We're working really hard to try and bring you the best coverage out of that stuff. So really quickly, we should probably just go around, start with some games we're playing. Brian's here today because he's actually reviewing uh, one of the more interesting ones to to talk about. Uh, You're reviewing We Fit You. I am. I'm the fitness guy now, apparently. Someone, the, king, the king of fitness. The, mm-hmm. the king of fighters, yeah. That thing we talked about today. Um, yeah, I, I, I said that I had lifted weights, and they're like, you're on the fitness games now. That's it. So that's what's going on. So his resume is now Zumba Fitness. You're, you're, we're going to be working on Zumba Fitness. Right. You're going to be working on... Uh, Xbox Fitness, if Xbox we do something fitness. with that. And, and then... we have a video of him doing the Xbox Fitness Insanity workout that mm-hmm. is really funny. I've heard from <laughs> folks. He's handling We Fit You as well. This all happened. They yeah. didn't ask us, Brian. I don't no. know what happened. I don't, I don't what understand. Heck, man? King of eating. Someone yeah. suggested, Brian, <laughs> that you and I do a Brian and Brian uh, month-long insanity face-off wow. with Xbox Fitness. In, like insanity, like the workout? The workout, thing? yeah. yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time anyone in this room worked out before? Uh... I played We Fit the other night. 19. Okay. <laughs> and then he was out from work the day after. <laughs> so wow. I was wondering if he pulled a hammy. 19 I, I hit wh- the ground and I didn't, didn't get back up. The last time I worked out. I have kids. I lift them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Were you going to say 19-something or when you were 19? No, 1900-something. <laughs> yeah, unlike you guys, I, I wasn't born in the 2000s. So. I wasn't okay. born in the 2000s. Whatever, you're like born 2001 or something. Yeah, like I'm sure. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> tell us we about you. the We Fit You. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, I stepped on there and it called me obese. Uh, that seems to be a thing that it does. Yeah. Uh, it also did a balance test and it, it came back and said, man, this is not your forte. 
do you trip often? Did, <laughs> so, hold on. Did you play it on a? Did you play it with the the pad on a carpet? Because I've heard from a couple of people that if you don't have the extensions, the risers anymore, and you use the the Wii Fit board without without the risers on a carpet, it completely misreads everything. That that might be true because uh, Greg is also playing for his month long yeah. fitness thing, and uh, he it said he lost like eleven pounds. In a day. But how thick does that carpet have to be? Because you have some, like, barely thin, like, really thin carpets. I, then you have, like, really big, like, rugs. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure, but I would definitely, if you if you have carpet, use the risers. You can order new ones from Nintendo yeah. if you don't and have them. To be fair, Greg is fat, and he does trip constantly. <laughs> yeah. So that's, <laughs> He's that's always sure. falling. This is, what, this is why you see him behind a desk get up at noon. Exactly. Like, you don't see him walking but in it. Obviously, he'd fall over. <laughs> no, but uh, aside from the initial, like, body reading tests, uh it, it's it's really neat. Some of the some of the games are really fun. There's like a, you know, a baseball one where you're like running and like swinging a like a is it well, it's a tennis ball like at a wall. Yeah, yeah. it's like racquetball. Um, yeah, there's yeah. like some skiing ones where you're leaning and trying to make it through the flags. I'm I'm really bad at most of them. It gives me one star and then my me just like hangs his head and, and yeah, I was oh. terrible at those too. I don't know why because it said I had great balance. Believe it or not, and it was, yeah, I know everyone. It said I had great balance, and then I went on the this like the downhill skiing stuff, and I missed every flag. And I was like, I know what I'm doing wrong. It's so. difficult. You have to. Most of them I will do once and be like, okay, and then retry and, yeah. and do better. Um, I I kind of wish during the initial body readings they would let you do those things a couple of times, but no, they just do one go, and it's like, yeah. well, here here's yeah. how you are. <laughs> so this game has a really cool kind of business plan around it, right? Like you, if you have the board already. Um, you just download it for free, yeah, for a and month. then you get to month, use yes. it for a month. Yep. And then if you want to use it longer, you get that little thing. Twenty yeah. bucks for the Pokewalker okay. reskinned as and a I, pedometer. I, I kind of like this thing because I used Wii Fit when it first came out back in the Same. day. Yeah, and every time you didn't come back, it was like, "Yo, where you been, man? What's mm-hmm. going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you eat? <laughs> oh, you go to work? <laughs> they got food at that job? And you're like, all right, leave me alone. <laughs> Measuring, yeah, Measuring. 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 You're fat. Um, <laughs> but now you have the you have the walker thing, and it's just like, oh, I saw you walked around a little bit yesterday. I'm still mad at you that you didn't come back to me. But that was nice of you to walk. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, this is a nice middle ground between getting yelled at every day. Well, so walking, cool. I'm going to walk. That's what I do. Sure. You know? Yeah, it's really great because you know we walk up to the Bart or whatever, and yeah, you, Did get, you like, say the bar, the Bart. Oh, no, <laughs> it could be or the, the bar. bar. Too. The bar. Yeah. I walk to the liquor to, store. Walk to the trains, Junior. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, walking in and out. <laughs> it's several thousand steps, and when you sync them up to your We Fit You, the you know that they go into your little calorie piggy bank, and yeah. it's like good job. It's nice. It feels good. I feel like the one thing they get right, uh, especially with this one, so Wii Fit has been a thing before, right? I mean, it came out initially, then they had Wii Fit Plus, which was sort of an iteration on it. They uh, introduced the idea of a routine and you setting up, like, sort of what exercises you want to do and follow a plan. Um, This new one, what I like about it is that at the end of every activity, they offer you two things to do. They'll be like, hey, so you just did this workout, you know, either nice job, one star, your your head's hanging like Brian's was or uh, Brian's me's was or not. But then it says, hey, here's two things you can try, and do you want to try those? And if not, back out. Um, and I keep finding myself picking one of the two. Like, it's not always something terrible because I always find too much yoga is boring, too much yeah. strength training. I can't really do I, I'm just like you. I pick, I, but I always pick the lesser of two evils. Yeah. I did like some salsa mm-hmm. dancing like, the other oh, night. Oh, man, you, you just played that human monkey ball game for five minutes. That's cool. You yeah. want to do some push ups? And it's like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. yeah one of them is like, <laughs> not at all. It, it shows the two, and, and then they're labeled like, get your heart pumping or whatever. And the yeah. other one's like, you know, get you, do some stretching. I'm like, yes, let's do some stretching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only thing they're not doing right with this um, is that 
the leaderboard aspect I feel needs to be integrated a little better. I mean, they started this idea of you being able to start your own community gyms and basically your friends list can Mm -hmm. sign or people who are not your friends list can sign up for that gym. Like we have an IGN gym called Team Fat. Great job. Great name. (laughs) And uh, but to see Greg's scores, I have to like click on Greg and I just kind of wish Greg scores or if Pear was in that gym, Pear scores would find their way into my game like if i play it's something that they played there was just a real-time way to communicate with me and tell me hey pair did this thing he did like eight of them and N- he did really well nintendo seems really scared of that kind of comparative metric stuff right like yeah. the bet to me the best and most ad- addictive arcade games are the ones that like geometry war style games that remind you that you just passed somebody no, or like need for speed or you, you know you and i were playing like vicariously we're playing jetpack joyride for a while yeah and like there would be a thing it'd be like you just pass pair yeah and I was like, holy crap, that's awesome. He yeah. like runs IGN and I just beat him in, in a video game. That's awesome. <laughs> and of course, he went back and, and kicked my butt. Yeah, but that was uh, the thing with Temple Run too. Yeah. You yeah. just passed those little markers. It's yeah, nice. And, and, and I feel like... It has to be easy to see, I feel. And, it's important. I yeah. can't believe I didn't get invited to this Team Fat gym, by the way. You're, that is like... You're, you're always invited. No, you I know, but that's just... That's like worse than being picked last for kickball. Wait, what do you it's want? Like a, you like, didn't even get picked for Team Fat. <laughs> do you, do you oh, want man. like a, a little post-it note on your desk? By the way, here's the Or you know, if you want to add some mockery on top of the you just got your balance board yesterday. That's true. I went with them to the store to get that, too. Yeah. That was kind of fun. I think we can get you into Team Fat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I'll be yeah. okay yeah. over there. Yeah, we went on the uh, the day Call of Duty launched. Mm-hmm. So there was like 10 bros in a row. Like, hey, let me get that new Call of Duty. And I'm like, do you have a balance board back there? <laughs> yeah, hold on. It'll be a half an hour because it's buried under <laughs> Dude, piles she was like thing. gone for a while. It's like the Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> <laughs> it's like at the very back. She's holding the sandbag and she's trying to place yeah, it. Behind every GameStop is a mile of dead peripherals. All old Nintendo things. Guitar, yeah. guitar controller. <laughs> oh, yeah, all that. Yeah, so, um, no, so uh, Brian's working on that review, and uh, you should see it on IGN soon. Anything else to sort of add? Because I don't want to stretch this this game particularly out too long, because some people are like, well, that's not a game. I like that you said so, stretch. Yeah, oh, I'm working wow. on it. Yeah. Nice, thank you. But you're right. I, I, I mean, the, those games are always really fun until you realize that you're working out, and then you're like, yeah. screw this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What I, I mean, I don't. Do they add this thing now where you can sort of like build a whole like half an hour workout that that's what you want to do? That's the thing. I'm I'm only on my second day of doing this, so I'm still looking at all the options. But so far, it's sort of like okay, go to the workouts and then kind of go until you want to stop. Yeah, I think there's. Maybe there's a way. Maybe Jose, you know, you can set a routine. Yeah, you can. That's that's what I want. I want to like find the perfect routine for me. That's like 30, 45 minutes. Yeah, like I'm gonna do this every morning before work. Yeah, I set a routine uh, on WeFit Plus, but I mean, I saw the options in here where I was trying to constantly work on my stomach because I started, you know, getting flab, and I was like, oh god, this is awful. Getting Mm -hmm. out is the worst. So I I set up a routine where I would start with breathing and then work down to that stuff. This just turned into a fitness podcast. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I don't know how that (laughs) happened, Um, but. There was one more point I wanted to make uh, really quick, though, to we fit you. God damn it. It's gone. All right. Maybe you need to work out your brain instead of your uh, get some brain training. Yeah. Some yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, oh, so I, the other missed opportunity I feel with this thing kind of extends to a point you just made a second ago mm. where it's like, well, you've been gone a couple of days. Like, where you been? Or, hey, you've been using your pocket walker or whatever, your pedometer. I think um, if there was some sort of smartphone app integration Sure. With we fit you, I think that would have been really smart. Just a way to remind people or say, "Hey, look at this stuff. Look at how good you're doing." Like just ways to, for you. This is a great way to track progress. When I say this, I'm holding one of the we fit you pedometers. This is a great way to track progress out of the game. But I feel like smartphones are so ubiquitous and important. 
a, a tie-in app would have been really smart for. Did Nintendo like just this. say something about that? Like, yeah. we're not competing yeah. with smartphones. We'll yeah. utilize mm. them. Yeah, we want to harness them. Yeah, I want to. I want to say this, this too. This is like a weird finding I have, but I have that Walker thing. What what's it called? Uh, I don't know the official. Fitty term. Walker. Yeah, yeah. The, fi- the Fitty Walker. So I have that, and I have, and I have a Fitbit, and I've been wearing a Fitbit for like six months now, and the Fitbit's really great because you just like you said, you can check on your iPhone how well you're doing. So uh, it said I walked, my Fitbit at the end of the day yesterday said I, I was a thousand steps ahead of my Wii Fit Walker, even Whoa. though they both were on each, one was on one side of the body. I don't think one side of my body was walking more. Were you limping? <laughs> I was in a potato sack race from walking <laughs> sideways. <laughs> Check out my crab walk. So yeah, it's, it is weird that one of them's a thousand off from the other. Like, yeah. that's, that's kind of a big, that's yeah. kind of Wait, a big which, deal. Wait, which one was off again? The, the, the Wii Fit one was lower. Okay. Yeah, and the Fitbit was a thousand steps So you feel high. like the one that was lower was wrong then? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. And I was like, you got to work yeah. for them steps, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, I think we're, we're going to see the earliest iOS integration, I'm calling it now, uh, next year from Nintendo. It's like there's so much shareholder pressure on them. I think this kind of application makes sense for them to go into, even though they feel like it's a, you know, they, they want to, they don't want to erode the the advantage of their own home home platforms, sure. you know. But this, this is perfect for iPhone and Mm-hmm. Yeah, Android platform. Yeah, and it's I mean it's a cool business model too. If you have the you have the board, then it's yeah. basically twenty dollars for the game. Yeah, it's tethered, yeah. right? Like yeah. you mm-hmm. you need the console and the boards well, anyways. Yeah, like. and it's a smart free to play experiment for them yep. again, right? Because another free to play thing that, which came out today, which Pear and I played, was a Wii Sports Club. I want to make sure I don't screw this up. It's Wii Sports Club, not Wii Sports Resort, and mm-hmm. not Wii Sports. Tell me about that. I'm I'm bad at Nintendo. I don't know what that means. So it is. Uh, so you remember what Wii Sports was? It was yes. that awesome packing game. That I really liked Wii This continues where the story left off. Yeah. Wii Sports. Pretty much. Remember Previously when the, on. they were yeah. down <laughs> in, the, in, in the second set? They were yeah, down they were, 15 <laughs> points. Yep. Yeah. They were on an island, and now they got off the island. Yeah. And now they're yep. back into just some... Yeah. So um, entering random numbers. So you can play tennis or bowling. I, I love this tangent. <laughs> we get you can play tennis or bowling on it. It's in HD. Uh, it has Wii Remote Plus support, which is the you know advanced gyro mm-hmm. sensor versus the very simple mm-hmm. uh, gyrometer they had in the first Wii Remote. Um, and it has online play. So you can play tennis matches against people online. You can play bowling games against people online. And it only has those two sports right now. It's free to play for 24 hours. And then you can either subscribe. Uh, what is it like a dollar ninety nine? There was some sort of. It's thing a dollar like ninety nine a day. Yeah. Or if you just want to rent it. Yeah, dollar ninety nine a day per sport. Mm-hmm. And now the sports have like like bowling has like five different modes on it that I think you get for mm-hmm. that dollar ninety nine. And yeah. there's weird stuff like tennis has this thing where you like fight ducks and yeah. There's a bunch of little weird. They're like skill versions. modes like uh yeah. and Wii Sports Resort. They had like little games like yeah. that where you're like hitting the can, for example. Or like, uh, or it's nine ninety nine per sport forever. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. I think bucks. if it, if you were to buy five sports, it would end up costing you the price of a regular game. But mm-hmm. you know, it it kind of makes you go, "Well, I don't really like baseball, so I just want to buy tennis, and I want to buy bowling and golf and stuff yep, like yep, that." Yep. Makes sense. And we we played it a bit. Um, you can definitely feel the difference, and with a Wii Motion Plus, mm-hmm. like when you're turning the racket, racket, you can actually see it. Um, it still has some of the same issues where sometimes you swing when you're not trying to. You're just moving your hand and it and it, it swings you. Yeah. Or or like uh, this one has it even more where your your racket will get stuck on the wrong side of the body and you have to hit D-pad down just to reset it. It works once you know that, but yeah. it's not yeah. it, it's not intuitive, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But once you get into it, it feels great. Still, yeah. I mean, both yeah. of those games feel good. 
Did your kids really get into Wii Sports, by the way? Was that a thing at the Schneider household? They did, um, They and they loved bowling. Um, they also liked the just the stupid punching thing. Like, they knew that they weren't doing anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. The but they game, just yeah. jumped. They're just standing there going, brruh, brruh, brruh. it looks like, looks like a cat trying to swim, you know? <laughs> uh, and then when the sequel came out, they really liked the sword fighting bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the sword fighting yeah. was awesome. Yeah, that, that was a really out. cool moment. Any, anytime you inflict pain, is they, they enjoy that. Okay. Or, sounds like sure. games. Yeah. Yeah, like definitely. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I had only played with the online mode on the Japanese version. I'm going to go home tonight and download the American one to play ar- around a little bit with that. Yep. But um, the the lag on the online because I was playing with people in Japan was really bad. Mm. It was like you hit the ball and it's like, wait. And then uh. you're waiting a couple of seconds and it's like a slideshow and then it gets to you and you swing back. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, oh. but again, that ha- I think that had more to do with just locations versus yeah. like maybe in the States it should be better. It had to translate the score into Japanese. Boru! <laughs> 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 there you go. Um, actually, it's all in English. Uh, oh, most yeah. Of, yeah, most all of right, the scoring, fine. the announcer is in English. Um, it's cool, so there's that. Uh, what else can we talk about? Uh, we got Super Mario 3D World in the office. We're Woo-hoo. playing it for review. It's I will so be reviewing fun. it. It is so much fun. We can only talk about World 1 and 2, but some light impressions for folks. When are you uh, allowed to review it? Uh, the review goes up on November 19th at 10 a.m. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Mm-hmm. And, and you're it liking com- it. It comes out on the 22nd. Which uh, is, it comes out on the 22nd. Which that might week. be the single busiest day in video game history. Xbox One, Zelda Link Between Worlds, Mario Party Island Tour. I was just going to say Mario Xbox Party. The yeah. Xbox launch lineup. <laughs> which is, what, six games now? Like, they had delays, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm totally joking. Uh, and uh, there was one more thing I can't remember. But, yeah, there's a lot happening that day. Mm-hmm. Too much. Yeah, and three first-party Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. Wow. What's going on there? A couple people wrote in and they asked us that. Like, why is Nintendo putting three of their biggest games out on the same day? Well, you know, it is America's biggest shopping weekend. Sure. Right? Yeah. And... Also, I think they they use it as a defensive move. Um, I don't know if that's a good one to mm-hmm. send, especially if the target is a family market, to send a dad into a GameStop on that day and behind the counter are shiny new games for other consoles. But. Hey, shiny I, new I, consoles. Yeah. I survived the Call of Duty launch day yeah. from my Wii Fit balance board. <laughs> yeah. Bruh. Um, <laughs> Bro. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's also, it's also a sign, right, that they are offering more games so that it is a viable platform. So I don't think that's a bad um, strategy. Plus, you know, remember they delayed some games that were supposed to come out this year, so they do Donkey need... Donkey Kong, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Donkey Kong, they need something that feels heavy and... You know, it also like, feels like this fall they're firing every cannon they can. The Wii yep. Fit U cannon has fired. The Wii Sports uh, Club. Oh yeah, I mean they're, they're throwing everything at the wall. Casuals to see what's on this. one side, yep. hardcore on the other. Yep. It's kind of surprising. I mean, it's funny. Like we just saw the sales data for Japan, right? Like the 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 things that move the needle sometimes aren't the ones you expected. This was party, right? Mm-hmm. The party bundle with Wii U in Japan spiked the sales from 2,000, which is really bad, by the way, weekly sale of 2,000 Wii U's to 30 thousand plus right mm-hmm. so that's great news that they're able to to get people to pick up the machine in, yeah. in japan i don't think that would work the same way in the u.s would it no nope. bundle though cheaper bundle prices all well maybe not work, that yeah. game but yeah, yeah. It, it, i guess it depends but um yeah I, brian and i were talking earlier this week and it's like well this year they also fired the zelda cannon twice and yeah. you've got mm-hmm. another mario out and it's like well that's cool you've had two marios almost within a year like mm-hmm. one 2d one uh last year with the launch and then a 3d one coming out yeah so, Tell us about this Mario. Yeah, let's get to that. Uh, so we're having a lot of fun. We've been doing co-op sessions. I've actually played with some of you individually. Like Perrin and I played on our own and did a couple levels. And I played 
with uh, Brian and Brian. Yep. I can no longer play with Jose because I just try to steal his crown. Yeah, he he is sneaky. So he he plays this Toad, which is the fastest character in the game. (laughs) And he waits until I'm not paying attention. And then he will butt stomp and take the crown because I usually end up with the crown. First of all, whoever gets the highest score in the previous level wears a crown for the next round. That's that's what we're talking about. And that's such a mean mechanic. Because when you (laughs) see somebody with a crown next to you... You just got to take him down. He did it too. Right. Oh, Pear God. did it. Yeah, yeah. When we were playing a, a when, game this week as well. It's really weird too because like you've got enough to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> like I got enough to, to worry about out there in a Mario level and all of a sudden I got like Brian Albert running up behind me and he smacks me and takes my crown. And I'm like, dude. Or like I was playing with Greg and he just kept picking me up and throwing yeah, me Yeah, you're going to complain about me? Greg threw you off a cliff Greg, like 10 I times. I mean, Greg wasn't even playing. <laughs> like it, it, Somebody needed to tell him at some point, like, hey, we have to save the, the kingdom in the this Sprixies. game. The Sprixies. The Sprixies. This is not about killing the princess. Yeah. And I was playing as a princess and he was Luigi and he would just run up behind me, pick me up, throw me in a pit. I used <laughs> to always throw the little penguin off the cliff in Mario 64. I used to love you monster. Right? Yeah. 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 So I feel like this That's is the, somebody's the, baby. The Wait, did someone say you monster? That yeah. was me. <laughs> Do it. Oh, yeah. to the mother. Hey, I found your baby. Oh, yeah. no, Aww. I didn't. I'm just going to kick it over this cliff. <laughs> oh, look yeah. at me. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, everybody everybody hates the king, right? Everybody yeah. hates authority. So like, yep. the, if there's a Jose next to me with a crown, I can't help it. By the way, he made me, I, I don't think if we can talk about that specific level, but Jose is like, oh, check this out, man. And played the most difficult level in the whole the freaking ones. game. Yeah, I, I took No, you on not a the tour. cooler one. You picked the hardest levels okay, in the game. I He's did. like, we "Oh, you're falling that. into the hole?" Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm guessing the re- Wait, I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Hang on. I'm not I'm never that guy. No. Like, so oh, I, I, I'd say <laughs> like like most of these games, probably two, maybe three people is a great multiplayer sweet spot. Obviously, if you play by yourself, it's you'll have a blast. Yeah. But four players is where like you need to really pick your friends in real life yeah. first. Because mm-hmm. yeah. like, if you play with some people who are out to kill you, like, it, it changes everything. But it yeah. is it is it is less chaotic than the two D games. Yes, Way because you more. could four yeah. player knock. Yeah. You could bump off each other in that game, right? You yeah. bounce each other into well, the and pits. Well, the minute someone dies, you get that delay, which always causes more people to die. Yeah. Like this game doesn't mm-hmm. do that at all. So um, they they improved that, but it is still. I mean, it is mighty challenging because you're all on one screen. There's no kind of artificial split like in the Lego games, right, where mm-hmm. the screen splits. Yeah, no, thank God, I hate. Everybody that stuff. is on one screen, and that can be so frantic. But it, yeah, it is about collaboration. I I feel like it's such a great feeling. When when you all get to the flagpole at the same time. Yeah, you know, it like, really it's is. Awesome. Because yeah. it's in spite of all of the actions that all of you did leading yeah. up to that cool. event. But Especially then when I got the crown. It's yeah. always good. Yeah, yeah, yeah but then exactly. there's now that sort of metagame where you're like, well, the crown guy isn't by the pole. <laughs> He's going to get points if he gets on the pole. So, like, yeah. I would try and jump ahead of him. Yeah. 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 I, also, the uh, <laughs> yeah, and part of that, uh, the metagame as well, is just that the guys without the crown need to realize, okay, if I want the crown, I need to get to the stars first. I need to get to the stamp first. I need to kill more enemies. Sometimes I noticed you would do that. I'm talking about Brian Albert, and he would take off and just focus on that instead. Because I'd be on my guard. I'd be like, well, that toad, you can't trust that yeah, guy. Yeah. He keeps coming over and causing some ruckus. Uh, so I'd be <laughs> running from him the entire level. Yeah. But if you are one step ahead of the competition, you'll have the crown one way or the other at the mm-hmm, end of the stage. Mm-hmm. So you got to play it smart. It's, it's cool. It's almost like it's a mechanic from like a shooter, right? Like yeah, where the MVP. Yeah gets mm. to wear the special emblem after the match. Yeah, I think totally. it's really cool. Totally. So yeah. you hate that guy and you yep. want that's him a, more than anything. That's yeah, a I really actually, good call. I yeah. honestly felt better when rather than try to wrestle the crown away, I would just throw someone off a cliff <laughs> who's wearing the crown. I'd be like, you're not getting it either. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and the problem is you play with like with, with you guys and like w- what Brian Albert was doing for a while would he would run up next to somebody, just be hanging out for like half the level and then just be like, slap and grab the, the <laughs> knock somebody out of the way. Yeah. You'd be like, uh, he's been next 
texted me for so long. We're friends now. He, maybe he's not after me. Nope. I, I can't trust him. Yeah, I can't call trust off anybody. the dogs, like, not really. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Toad's no. fast. You can't catch him. I know. You can't. No, you no, cannot. You can. and, and Peach is the slowest character, but her advantage is, again, that floatiness and yeah. being able to kind of stay yeah. in the air and reach places that other people can't. Yep. We've not yet talked about cat suits either. Cat suits are the best part of the. And I, I feel like. Um, like such a punk, because at first I was like, "Man, doesn't the internet have enough cats? Like this cat suit <laughs> thing, I don't get it. Like Nintendo, what what's the deal?" I feel that the cat suit has enough nuance and uh, and kind of strategy to it. It's almost on par with the cape, dude. And I say yeah, this because yeah. crawling up the walls wow. obviously changes the way you play that game, right? You can crawl up to a certain distance, and you have to be careful because once you run out of juice, you can just slide down. You'll fall. Cat juice. Cat juice, speed, whatever. Either <laughs> one. But uh, the skill part comes in that you can then jump off the wall. There's an attack that you can do midair that you kind of fly down at something diagonally. So imagine jumping off the wall for a second and then using the momentum of that attack to attach like yourself a, on again and then keep running up. It's like a dive it's kick, cool. right? It's yeah. like a pounce almost. Yeah, it's like a, it's a diagonal sort of like a, I don't know how many degrees that attack is. It's like playing it's really those old cool. arcade games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those old like arcade games where you like jumped in the air and did the, the jump kick down, like Double yeah. Dragon or mm. Ninja Turtles or something like that. Yeah, but you can you stay do that with on the wall. And you forgot cool. to mention the best part about the cat suit is that when you finish the level wearing the cat suit, everyone <laughs> goes, meow. And it just gets so obnoxious. Like Greg and I were playing and we just kept yelling, meow. Yeah. Everyone's like, what's wrong with that? That's these the guys? best sound yeah. in the game, followed by the sound <clears throat> Luigi makes when he falls off a cliff. What does he do? Wah! He's like, Wah! Wah! Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. very nice. Yeah. Um, no, so I, I feel Luigi. This I feel there's a, a Bro- lot of grown men. potential there. Yeah, once Barely. this game launches, I'd be really interested to see, like, on YouTube or what people do with it, because I feel there's a lot of potential to do a lot of things, especially with the Katsu. And then Double Mario. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. How that just splits your brain. I let Pear take all the double cherries, and he was like, what is happening? There's so it's, many things. It's going so on. confusing. It's it it's kind of like herding cats at some yep. point because like mm-hmm. you leave you run up a hill and like one of your Mario's is hanging behind at the bottom of the hill, so you have to go back and kind of get him. But you, you can move the joystick to get him to kind of move up with you. Yep. It's like having two marbles on a plate and you're moving them around. <laughs> it's so yeah. cool because it reminds me of the 128 Mario's demo. Yeah, that, you know, like yeah. they showed um, in the in the GameCube era mm-hmm. at the beginning where you had to kind of balance them on on the surface. Yeah. Like, yeah. They actually finally came around to that idea again. Okay. Of the cool. multiple Mario's. I love that tech demo. I, I'm so waiting I love to that, that too. game. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we also Th- got Zelda. I'm playing that. Can't really talk about it. Who's um, reviewing that? You too? Keza is reviewing Keza that. Keza McDonald. Yep. Okay. So it's going to be awesome. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> I was about to do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Somebody has to. It's, yeah. it's law. Pe- that's really cool. People actually do that to her, and she's just like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Be nice to Keza. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what else? Oh, and Keza's been posting some really cool Mario commentary videos with the mm-hmm. UK team. It's nothing funnier than listening to Brits play video games, by the way. Like, I fall in and I can't get up. <laughs> like, jokes <laughs> like that are happening. It's really, uh-huh. really fun. They and call Keza, one-ups one-uppers over there? Yeah, like something like that. I yeah. made that up. That's what? not true. No, Maybe. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, but it's a lot of fun. You should check that out on the site as well. Uh, anyone playing anything else? I'm playing Phoenix Wright. Um, Dual I'm playing Destinies. that too. And I, I actually talked to you one morning about this. Yeah. I, I really like it. It's really snappy. You woke writing. up next to me. We were talking about it. No, so like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just have, I really like the game, but I have trouble connecting the dots. Now, I used to be an honor roll student kid. Like, I felt like most things that require reading, I can figure out. But 
there are times where they're like, so can you present the evidence? <laughs> humble brag. That you need. Yeah, I did. Um, my mom had a sticker on her car <laughs> detailing my <laughs> we, we, we never had a car. We were they poor. Me my mom had a sticker on her bike. <laughs> Granted, that said, <laughs> I can't connect some of the evidence chains sometimes. Sometimes I'm supposed to present a piece of information that's going to turn the tide of a conversation sure. and prove that my client is innocent. And I just sometimes have no idea and it's, I'm doing trial and error. It's a Japanese game translated into English. So some of that is definitely, I always feel like something gets lost a little bit. Something mm -hmm. that feels more intuitive in a different language gets lost. Um, I, I mean, I think you just have to, like you get used to the to the logic in that world, right? Mm -hmm. it, is, it is a little obscure and like sometimes you want to give an answer and you think you know what the answer is and you do know what the answer is but you can't get it across. So that's one of the, one of the issues of that game franchise. And I think you can adapt to it and you can mm -hmm. live with it. But I think it, you get trained. Yeah. I, I completely yeah. agree with you because by the last case, you'll know how the logic works and therefore you'll be like, yeah, here you go. Sure. And of course, the first cases, they make it a lot more obvious. Yeah. You obviously know the guy on the stand is lying or he's, you know, his name is Ted Tonate and he's playing with bombs <laughs> and the courthouse blow up. Gee, I wonder if he's the dude. Like, I love that they play with that. <laughs> I like that about it. But um, that's, they, cool. they have red herrings like that too. I mean, they always do that, right? Yeah. Like they make it really obvious and then it gets more and more obscure yeah. and then you never know who did it. Like, yeah. It might be you who did it in the end with but those it, games. But so. it's, it's done in a really fun <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Versus like, uh, what's really uh, good? He's got telescope eyes, too. Hey, it's Mr. Erderer. No, I remember <laughs> LA. I don't kill anyone. <laughs> I swear I'm innocent. <laughs> it's Cannibal. <laughs> no, I didn't eat that dude. I just have a funny name. I got messed up parents. It's not like LA Noir 2 where like someone's talking and... Uh, and they're twitching, like their face is twitching while they talk to you. <laughs> what is that guy's name? Ken Ibble? Ken Nibble. Ken Nibble. Ken Nibble. Yeah. Ken Nibble. He likes that. That works on so many on levels. people. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> you should be writing these. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, <laughs> I like it. It's, it's that easy. So you're playing, uh, you're playing, I'm playing that too. I'm playing Beyond Two Souls too. Almost done with it. Not yeah. on this podcast, you're not. No. Uh, what else? <laughs> well, I'm playing a lot of games oh, that I'm not for. No, absolutely not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let me think about it. if I'm. I'm... <laughs> no, that's Nintendo it. Nintendo podcast. We're going to talk about Beyond Two Souls. Device Six. It's also not Nintendo. No, I mean, right now. And oh, Pikmin. The DLC came oh, out. Oh, so that's right. I'm going to play that with my, my daughter, Saurus Rex, again. We're going to go through all the challenges. <laughs> Levels, try how's, to get how's the Pikmin DLC so far? Platinums. You like it? Why don't you, why don't you tell it's them about good. our adventures playing the Pikmin DLC? Oh man! DLC. So yesterday I played. We we, we just recorded a commentary. Um, mm -hmm. Be kind, viewers, if you watch it because we really sucked at it. Um, but yesterday we put the game in for the first time in a really long time. We played the challenge level and the new downloadables. Uh, you get one for free, by the way. So definitely um, hook that up. Go yep. into Pikmin Three, um, and it's basically just uh, you you uh, battle uh, enemies. You know, you just try to take them all out before the time runs out. Jose and I. In it. We just sucked, man. We just we can't we can't work together. We I can't like how coordinate. it's Jose and I suck. Whereas yeah. during when we were playing, yeah. it's like, man, you're terrible. Like I would, I would walk around the like the level and I'd see like one single Pikmin like digging. I'm like, why do you have one Pikmin? Jose. Why do you have one Pikmin digging? It's, it's like I put a, them to work. It's part of a strategy. I got a vision been, going here. You yeah, I, I have a, I have a plan. I'm like Jose. That guy's gonna be done in like four hours. You got a plan to take off at the end of the day and have a cutscene where that dude gets eaten. No, yeah, that's no. No, no, no. So I was figuring, okay, he'll slowly no dig that behind. hole. 
he'll slowly dig that hole while we have other troops doing other things. And Pear walks by. He's like, what is this one Pikmin doing? Yeah, think about the morale that Pikmin has. Yeah. 80 of his friends are moving like a coin. He's like, oh, I got to dig this hole was, by myself. He was all shoveling angry. I know. I felt. But, uh, well, or it'd be like, it'd be like hey, uh, Jose, can you open that, that gate? He's yeah. like, mm, I'm busy. I can't do that. Like, you have a flying Pikmin. Open the freaking gate. I want those bombs. Like, I can't do it. And we were fighting over like uh, just today when we recorded the commentary. Are you going to take the bombs? Yeah, I, I would answer. I have the bombs, but then I would screw up and accidentally throw a bomb. Uh-huh. So I'm like, we need to restart. <laughs> to be, to be fair, be like, it's we, easy uh, to throw a bomb by yes, accident. Accidentally to Jose, throw a bomb. Jose, but he'd be we, like, "Are we restarting for the third time? Like, can we please just play the level? Can we I'll ta- take the can bombs." Can we talk about your complete inability to be descriptive while playing multiplayer? I'm very. We'll have to talk at, about that right now. Yeah, okay. yeah. 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 So during Mario and Pear also witnessed this during Pikmin. <laughs> I am not very good at being articulate when I am playing something. Yeah, you were it's an honor roll student though. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I wasn't playing a video game while I took those damn tests. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Once you divide my attention, there's a problem. Apparently, they didn't teach teamwork at your school <laughs> at all. So talk about it. What, let, so, let's so share some when stories. you play multiplayer games with Jose, and some some people are guilty of this, and if you do this at home, this will be a lesson to you. Maybe you can learn from this example here. <laughs> when you're playing multiplayer games with somebody and you want to give them commands and directions and stuff like that, be direct and tell them what to do. With Jose, when I play video games with Jose, he goes, "Otano." Get the thing. <laughs> go to the side. And I go, I don't know what the... Go you go off the thing and go over there to get the thing. I don't know what the thing is. Go to the side. Go to the side and get the thing. I'm, Jose, I'm on, a, I'm on a thing that goes up and down. It can go to either side. Which side? Which thing? The thing on the side. And I know I told that I'm screaming. This did not go on this long. I lose all my lives. Everyone's dead. It's, it's a, a murder apocalypse out there. All there of your friends are dead. There is some slight embellishment here, get but the most thing. of it is true. I did say I like get that the he's thing. Italian. Though. I know. Get, I'll get talk. The get thing. the thing. Get the thing. Come on. Yeah. Go to the side and get the thing. Oh man. Yeah. It Why didn't a... you? You missed the thing at the end. Brian Albert could also speak to this. Although, <laughs> in, in, when we were playing as a playing as a pair, I felt like uh, as a pair, not mm. as pair. Oh, I see. Um, <laughs> we. Uh, I don't know if I was being that bad with communication, but when there were like four people in the room, I was terrible. Four people was madness. Two people is probably the optimal way to. Play so was that I game. better yeah. at communicating with two people than I was before? Yes. Okay. These could See? be some really funny let's plays. We should just play with uh, Jose, make him speak. We wanted to do, like, we want we might, we might still do it. We wanted to do a feature about Mario that are just like quotes of. Things we've overheard saying. You, know, you don't even see the game. You just see our faces. Yeah, because it's, it's just, just a list of I, meow. It's, it's, it's meow, and it's like Jose and I know where the goddamn thing no, is. No, I'm on one level with Brian Albert. It was what the f- are you doing? <laughs> I almost broke. It was that crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I played this level with him, and then we got a bronze medal. And I went home and I played with my 12 year old daughter. We got like silver right away. And then he mm-hmm. comes in and he rubs it in. He's like, like oh, hey, I got I silver with my daughter. This- Played this for the first time with my daughter. We got all silvers. And like, what are you saying? <laughs> I'll tell you what you're saying. And I'm going to say, if I had that much free time, which I don't know if your kids have a lot of free time, by the way. What do they do after school? It was the first time she played these levels. I don't yeah. know what you're saying. <laughs> Some Sounds like we got to take the honor roll stickers off of yeah. Jose's mom. Yeah, and like, just happened. Yeah. over to your kids. Yep, yep. That's it. That's no, it. but it's, uh, if you guys have played Pikmin uh, DLC, this is definitely the most difficult DLC now. So they really, the time limit is very short. So it's not that easy. You're not going to cru- cruise through these levels and get silver golds and platinums easily. Yeah. Um, it is really fun, though. And yeah. it's a buck 99 for the f- four extra levels, which is, you know, it's fair. Yep. Very cool. 50 cents for a level. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a a steal. I'd get it.
have this feeling with Pikmin getting as much DLC as it seems to be getting, and I hope they continue, right? I don't know, you know, we, we don't know how digital sales numbers, mm. you know, anything that's released as a digital product, we, we don't get a lot of insight unless they sold really well, how well it did. There, there was one, um, sure. <laughs> Is that daughter Saurus Rex? That's my daughter. Oh, I'm calling. Okay. Just calling to talk about how, how much Do you want her video to, games to she talk crap Jose? about how you... Uh, you can yeah. get some hints yeah. about Pikmin from her. <laughs> For Jose. <laughs> yeah, that'd be it. Um, uh, they, there was one conference they did when they... Uh, the day they debuted Zelda where they talked about um, some of their digital numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first time I ever saw them do that. And they're okay. like... And Nintendo's getting more and more open <clears> on that. They did have that quote recently about uh, why they charge full price for digital games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you guys read that? Yeah, I, I did. don't know what you guys uh, thought. Yeah, what they say? Stuff. Well, they basically said we want... It was bullshit, basically. But they said we want to, we want to like, we want to show the people buying our games that our games are of uh, good quality. Yeah, they, so like, then you know the quality you're getting into. They don't want to you... devalue software because of it being digital. It should be sold cheaper. They feel like mm. if you're going digital and retail, like they should be the same price because it is the same content. Yeah. That's actually pretty strong. I wouldn't say strong. It's an, it's an argument levied against Steam all the time. Yeah, I really? think. Yeah. I, I think it's a weak argument that goes back to the real reason why digital games were priced full price, and that's to not take off the retailers. Yeah. Right? Like, publishers need the support of the retailers for their big games. They need the, the shopkeeps to recommend their games and tell people, hey, the new GTA is out and so forth. And you don't want to upset that Apple cart. And so I think companies just got really used to always pricing everything the same. Mm-hmm. everywhere else yeah. because the the cost of releasing a digital game versus a box game is minuscule mm-hmm. it is so much smaller you could pass along some of those savings to the consumer so why sure. doesn't this <clears throat> obstacle right of having to please brick and mortar apply to Apple with iDevices why is that supply chain so different they're both I, you can get both at Best Buy true Apple has retail stores that's that's because the people who started to sell their games on iOS were were smaller. Yeah. Indies and mom and pops making their own games and making millions with them in some cases, right? There was, I think that one of the launch games was Super Monkey Ball, which was higher priced, right? right. At the time. Right. And then quickly you got all these other games which were honestly of better yeah, quality. It became a race to the bottom and the yeah. race to the bottom well, has hurt those games. No, and, and it's not working yet either, right? No. Let's not forget that the, the successes are not the norm. There yeah. are, for every one game that actually makes the developer money, there are, there are thousands that fail. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've actually seen that a lot of free games that then monetize with uh, you know with in-app purchases like your Candy Crush, uh, mm-hmm. Kingdom Rush, all these games actually make much more money than the one dollar games. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, I, and we're seeing also Square Enix pricing games higher and having some success with that. So I think it's just a completely different ecosystem. There's no uh, offline equivalent for it. And, yeah. yeah, I think that the Apple thing's kind of different because they don't sell apps at GameStop. Yeah, there's no, no precedent like do, that. But they do sell iTunes cards yeah but i mean you could do anything with that that's like it's sort of nebulous like i i I personally um i'm like fingers crossed that nintendo gets their account shit together eventually because i would love to buy everything digitally if i could Mm -hmm. i'd love to hook up a two terabyte hard drive to my wii u and buy every retail game that i want for the rest of the console's life i never want to walk into the GameStop and wait 30 minutes in the line or getting it like midnight release on the east coast so that's nine o'clock here yeah that's cool stuff like that's great you know and i mean obviously there are times where uh it takes seven hours to download and it's a problem Mm -hmm. and you know you could be playing the game quicker but I like it. I don't sell games. I don't trade games in. I don't really like care enough about all that culture. And I understand people that do, but uh, 
I I would I prefer it. Like I I, I am worried getting on the train with a 3ds that has two thousand dollars worth of software on it. You yeah, know, that can't like, be replaced if it's they can't lost. be replaced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. or it can, but it's not. It's not an intuitive process. Like you have to have the serial number to the 3DS. You have to call customer support. You have to buy yourself a new well, one. And then if you're tied to Club Nintendo, there's a way that it can be done. Exactly. But it's still a bunch of hoops you're Re- jumping through. Yeah. That register. The shouldn't do. Register your 3DS definitely with Club Nintendo. Mm-hmm. You can enter the serial number. You have yeah. it all in there. But it's I still a band-aid on a gaping wound in a way. Still, right? I think they'll fix that over time. I think we're going to get there. But you know, back to the the concept of software being devalued. I think that's definitely the case with them and the Super NES, NES Virtual Console. Yeah. pricing right like those are comparably high compared to um compared to ios apps and mm-hmm. i mean those are some really good games uh, on both platforms yeah. and it, it does feel like a lot sometimes that you're paying for a very very old game but yeah. i think they just don't want those games to be priced as cheaply but you know if you don't buy those um i'm sure the prices well, are going to come and we down. are talking about nintendo who with this generation of their handheld it's like hey guys you're paying for up to 40 dollars for a portable game mm-hmm. you know and they have not shied away from that i mean the yeah. cheapest it'll go is mm-hmm. 35 or 30 but they've been adamant like this is the price we're going with we know that the games are cheaper on ios yeah that's nice and all but we're not changing our position on this yeah. these games yeah, cost they, money and, to make and to be yeah exactly and to be fair and this is not to back up their sort of ridiculous argument in, in fact if i was them i would have said nothing because the best mm-hmm. way to do that is just you know yeah it's a 60 dollar game buy it yeah buy. um but their their quality has been really good this generation so yeah. buying you know ocarina of time 3d like i didn't feel bad spending 40 dollars on that because i was like man this is just a really sure. this is a really high quality product sure um when they put out stuff that's like you know, we party or whatever. That's not a ten out of ten. Then it gets a little more questionable. But mm-hmm. um, they packed the controller in with that one exactly. to kind of make yeah. up for it. Exactly. I guess, right? Maybe so that was the I'm, Mia Culpa. Yeah, it, it is true that most of the times when I buy a Nintendo game, I know I'm going to get something really good. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I don't know if I can say that for every other developer out there mm-hmm. or any other developer really. It's also interesting that the story this fall, at least, is that Nintendo's lineup is strong. Just the question is still hanging. 2014. What's going on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are like four or five games on the books that technically exist that you're working on. Smash Brothers, Kart, uh, Bayonetta 2, uh, Donkey Kong is a 2014 game. Yeah. There's some indie stuff that's also... That's right, but I mean, listen to what you just said. Those are... Mario Kart six, is their mm-hmm. top five, franchise. Out yeah. of all franchises, their top seller. Smash Brothers is what? Like number two or number three, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, depending on the Mario game. So... Those are some powerful games to release in one year. You can't say the same about, you know, Microsoft this year, for example, right? Yeah. Like Xbox One has Forza at launch as a first-party title, not Halo, and yeah, you know. And Forza's good. Forza's yeah. good. But yeah, I, lo- yeah. I love that game. Yeah, so, no, sure. same. Yeah. But, uh, no, but we asked we asked, Jose and I asked Reggie this the day before the 2DS was officially announced. I said, hey, you know, if I told somebody to buy a Wii U today, you know. That's great, and there's a lot of great games this year. But what what do they know is coming next next mm. year? Aside from the sort of like nebulous Donkey Kong, Mario Kart, Smash Brothers, mm. those are all great names to throw around. Those are a couple logos right now. But I mean, when are they coming? Like, what am I doing with my console in February? I don't know right now. Yeah, you know, probably playing a lot of eShop stuff. You're probably playing Donkey yeah. Kong actually. Donkey Kong's in February. That's true. Okay, yeah. well, there but we go. What else is there? Yep. No, I just feel like they need to answer that question. They need to do it soon. Um, any other games we're playing? One of us in this room is actually playing a very yeah, interesting game for the first time. We don't have time. much time left. I'm playing Ocarina of Time for the first time. Whoa. I've Wow. I'll, I'll just Let's just get it out in the open there. I've never finished a Zelda game, not even close. 
not even close. But you are a huge PC gamer. Like, would you say you're definitely more a PC I, gamer well, than you're a console? I was a Sega kid, not by choice. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, a lot of PC and and I guess Xbox. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know why. I don't dislike Zelda. It just, I think someone was like, let's play this. And I was like, let's keep playing GoldenEye instead. And from mm. there, I just never, so I what, don't know what happened. What Zelda games did you like at the farthest end before, I played, before this one? Maybe like three hours of Twilight Princess. Okay. Um, I watched someone play the first two hours of Skyward Sword and wanted nothing to do with it. <laughs> okay. So yeah, you played the two that I would be like, those aren't. They're lower on the totem pole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're not the best example. That, that's not like the classic Zelda games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have not played Link to the Past. So you're Rain playing Ocarina now. You're, are you playing on 3DS? I'm playing on the 3DS. Okay, cool. So yeah. you're, you're playing the remake. What do you think? It's, it's great so far. It doesn't feel like an old game. Really? Yeah, yeah I don't think it does. No. Wow. Um, like the, I guess it's like L targeting now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It feels, I think it feels fine. Um, there were I've moments, only been through. Oh, what's up? No, no, there, there, I, I totally agree with you. The only times I ever felt like it, I was playing an old game was when you walk up to a sign and you go to read it and you accidentally cut it in half. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you have more than one button for that. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. I, um, but a lot of them, I'm always surprised when when you bring that game back out, how much they actually did back in, yeah. in '98, right? That is kind of still a lot of games don't do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Ocarina of Time, time is pretty good. Yeah, it, it's not holding my hand either, which is mm-hmm. fine. I love that. I like Dark Souls is my favorite game. I'm totally okay with a game not leading you everywhere. But, like, right now, I'm just, like, lost in a field. I found Lon Lon Ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just... <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, but I'm ha- I'm not discouraged because of that. I'm having fun exploring. Yeah, keep going. Have, yes. you free- have you freed the horse from prison yet? I saw the horse, and it started running around, and I played a song. From the evil Waluigi man? Okay, you'll see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why? So no, no forest temple yet? You haven't done that one yet? Nope. Okay. Very... I... Uh, I've been reviewing other stuff. Do you stuff. like that one? Okay, so now it gets good. Yeah, yeah I, I love, love that temple. It's so, so good. good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really curious to hear how the rest of your experience pans out, so I definitely want you to like, let us know. You know, And uh, this is like Pear's favorite Zelda, by the way. Yeah. Or for some people, actually, Ocarina is their favorite. comes down to, <clears throat> I feel there are three always in the category. Four, actually. The original, um, Majora's Mask, Ocarina, and... Uh, Link to the Past. Link to the Past. Thank you. Yeah, Link to, the to, past. to me, it's right. the original Link's Awakening and Ocarina. Okay. Those are my three oh. favorite. Yeah. Link to the Past is, I love it, but it's it's fourth tier to those three. Oh, man. That game's so good. Cool. All right. So moving on, we started this show a little bit differently this week. We didn't start with the question of the week. Well, now here we are. So. We didn't do we didn't do Castlevania either this episode, right? Like you're no, going to bring part I'm two back bring in the future, back. right? Yeah, no. but maybe not next week. I'm still trying to figure okay. it out. We also got some mixed feedback on it. Some people really enjoyed it and some people didn't. They were just like, eh, Castlevania has been talked about to death. I'm just like, well, well we haven't man. talked about Castlevania 64 yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know you want to hear that. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, last week's question of the week came from a reader uh, who wrote in, Nintendad, and he asked uh, a, co- a question that kind of blew up in the comments um, mm-hmm. because I think some people didn't realize it was a reader question, and or also didn't realize this is you know speculation. This is not IGN's lobbying for this. Uh, it w- the question was, <clears throat> excuse me, if Nintendo were to charge for if. an online service because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> they don't right now. They are one of the few. They are the only platform maker right now outside of pc who is not charging for the online experience what should they add to it or what would you want to see them add to a pay service if that was a thing um an online experience that's yeah, funny it seems like a simple answer because yeah. it is yeah i mean that they need <laughs> the reason they're not charging is because they don't have anything to sell right now like they don't have like you said it yourself like you, know, you played wii sports 
online, right? And it was just like, oh, that was a thing I did sort of. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, man, this is this completely robust giant system they've created here to make everything work and everything connect. It still feels a little kind of off. Mm-hmm. Like the, they're, they're still the masters of getting a bunch of us to sit together on one couch and yell and scream at a television. But in terms of like unifying the entire globe, they need to make strides in that first before they start selling something they're sort of just have one foot in right now. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Hey, what do you think? Well, mine, mine is just, I mean, a, a subscription plan for free games. I can't, you know, mm-hmm. I, to me, that's just such a great service to discover quality games mm-hmm. if you create an awesome subscription service. Also, it creates a, the need to actually sign on more indies and more original games for you to download. But, yeah. you know, like, for example, like, it, let's say there's a tier of a subscription plan where now you would be getting a downloadable version of Zombie, uh, Zombie U, for example, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think it serves as an incentive to download more games. You know, you could develop this digital portfolio where you have ownership of those go- games as long as you're part of the <coughs> Nintendo Club or whatever. Sure. I just think that kind of approach is much better than charging for, you know, online play or bits yeah, and pieces. Yeah, like, like what that. PlayStation Plus does? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I love that. Like, I mm-hmm. would love if there was like a, you know, a classic pack or something. And it was like, you know, $20, $30, $50 a year. And it was like every month there was like... 12 new virtual console games exactly. that I've never played yeah. before that were unlocked for me. Or it'd be like, you know, what what Sony wants to do with Gaikai, where you have access to all virtual console yeah. games, and like every month they add a couple of, uh, of them, right? As yeah. long as you're a subscriber, yeah. you have access. I think, yeah. A, I think it'd be cool. A friend of mine, a good friend of the show, <clears throat> who's also a developer, um, Ryan Payton, uh, he brought this up on another podcast, but I completely agreed with it and still agree with it, is that if they do the subscription idea to... Make it the Nintendo box that has multiple generations of games all available, all made by Nintendo. I mean, mm-hmm. think about it. If you can download GameCube games, if you can download Super Nintendo games, if you could even download weird offshoot things that you haven't seen before, um, bundle that. We live in a very on-demand-driven world, right? Yeah. Like, at any second, at any time, open up YouTube, look for what we want. I feel like if Nintendo were to gear their services towards that kind of idea where you can grab any Nintendo game made in history and be able to put it on your box either as a trial or the full thing. I think people would totally pay for that and I think there's a lot of nostalgia and a legacy there and they're constantly trying to look forward while at the same time looking back. So it has to be done right, sure. but I do think that you offer that to Nintendo fans, they're going to immediately show up and yeah. sign up for that. I see I agree with you. I think that they're still in this sort of like trickle out mentality mm-hmm. where they they think if they if they put like 200 NES games in front of people who have never played an NES game before, like, where do you start, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you put up the Netflix of NES games, what's the first game somebody's going to play? Mario, maybe? Maybe Zelda? But how long before they play Solomon's Key or Pinball mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. else? Not like these games always deserve to be played, because certain ones, like soccer or baseball, you could probably go the rest of your life without having to play. Like, mm-hmm. better experiences have been built upon those themes by far better people ever since then. Um, but to just kind of say, like, you know, here's 50 bucks, here's every NES game ever made, and you just drop the mic and walk away. Like, you need to kind of guide people through that. I don't think that trickling out two games a, a week is No, the, right the virtual guide. console strategy yeah. sucks. Yeah, right. It, in its current implementation, it is terrible. Right. Yeah. yeah. But or, there needs to be sort of that <clears throat> Netflix recommendation engine where it's just yeah. like, you played Zelda, Ocar- Zelda Ocarina of Time, you would love Link to the Past. You would yeah. love... And if it's they could do something, it's better. They yeah. could do something as simple as like community ratings yeah. or mm-hmm. like what's popular right now. Yep. 
Yeah, because I know on that stuff now. I, on now. the eShop now, when I go on there, and it's like this game has four to five golden fun stars as voted by <laughs> thirty people. Like that tells me nothing. Yeah. Like mm. I learn nothing from that. It's well, true. It's always optional, though. Any of the voting sort of mechanics. I also notice in Japan, um, and just browsing through either Miiverse or just looking through the eShop, not a lot of there are not a huge number of recommendations on Virtual Console. I oh, almost really? wonder what is Japan's perception of Virtual Console and the response by the people buying those games versus the people here. Hmm. I almost feel like the people here appreciate it a little bit more. Um, and I could, could be completely misreading this. So if you're out there and you feel that, please write into nvc at IGN.com. Share your feedback and let us know what you think. Japan has a really vibrant used game culture when it comes to the classics, yeah, right? Yeah, you go do. into any major gaming store, it's freaking heaven, right, yeah. for classic gaming fans. So mm -hmm. I think that just kind of they have this this mentality where you can buy a Famicom with the classics. Yeah, but are, but are, would they? how do they feel about it being digital? No, that's that, what I'm saying. That, I don't oh, think, that's your point. I don't think okay. the fans of those games see the need to actually recreate them uh, on another Whereas platform. when sure. we see, hey, Earthbound mm -hmm. is freaking $100, $200 on eBay, there's no way we'd buy a cart. But that's if I right. can buy it for $10... Right. Yep. I mean, because every five years, our used game stores go... All right, guys. Well, that's it for blah 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 forever. Like mm -hmm. you know, Game Boy Advance games are gone forever mm -hmm. from GameStops. You can't get them anywhere mm -hmm. you go. Those little cases they used to have are now filled with DS games. In a few years, they're going to say DS games are done forever. Four you know? DS games. Will yeah, be in the four DS games yeah. are here, and like the PSP games are all gone. And triple the... screen TS. Yep. yep. So it's actually, oh, oh no, please go, go you first. Uh, it's just interesting. If, if you remember a few weeks ago, Mitch Dye wrote an article about the impermanence of games and, yeah, you know, yeah. how, you know, is anyone going to remember what we're playing now in like 500 years or mm -hmm. something like that? Like, who's preserving these games? Like, I, unless there's like a good service online that has them all available. Yeah. I mean, we're just going to miss out on a bunch And of even then it's like, it's online. Right. So right. when the power grid goes off, like exactly. you're not playing, it's not like a oh, that's true. it's not like a library where you can walk in and be like, oh, it's the Odyssey. This will be here for centuries until the paper falls apart. Yeah. Like, you can't do that with Super Mario Brothers. It's just, there's no way to preserve that. It's really depressing. So, really, really quick downer. feedback from uh, from Facebook. <laughs> Sorry, uh, guys. Nice job. Um, <laughs> Eddie Montero. These are all Facebook comments. We're only going to read those. There are plenty in the article, but I feel like also some folks in the article didn't. And also, we didn't get to our vibrant and very awesome Facebook community. <clears throat> so, uh, Eddie Montero says, they just need to add the unification of accounts and a cloud and make it so I don't uh, lose my goddamn games every time I lose the system, I would gladly pay $10 a month for it. So he's kind of talking like the, the baseline, just give me these three things and I'll, and I'll take them. Uh, whereas some other folks, uh, let's see, Dow Jones said they need to add the whole back catalog of VC games in one go. So similar to what I was just talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, but paying for a simple account system will never happen, not tethering it across multiple devices. But if they are charging for something like PS Plus, they would have to really have the best games available and great discounts on games weekly instead of the current lull of one to two games per week. So it also ties into Brian's point a couple minutes ago. Uh, so sure. let's see. He also says just cross-buy in general would be amazing, which yes. is true. That yes. should mm -hmm. be a thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Unified accounts, I'm just surprised it's taking this mm -hmm. long. I, I have sort of a feeling that's a 2014 thing, definitely. That has to be addressed in 2014. Yeah. Um, Along with, you know, trying to figure out putting something like Miiverse on 3DS, which I still feel is a secondary fire. It's not something that definitely needs to be there. Um, I feel that that's more of an idea that Wii U kind of took and ran with. I don't think your portable needs it yet. There are other people who disagree, mm -hmm. uh, but we'll see. Um, let's see what else we got really quick. Uh, oh, Pear, did you pull up some? Or I saw you messing around with your phone. Oh, some of the suggestions. You know what? Yeah, there yeah. were a lot of uh, free games ones, you know, here mm -hmm. from uh, from Victor HD who wrote in saying, 
the obvious answer would be for Nintendo to follow Sony and Microsoft's leads and offer free games every month. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have to be retail or eShop games, you know, talking about virtual console. So that seems to be most of the people. Uh, and then there were just a lot of kind of sm- snarky responses saying, like Brian, uh, an online experience that works, right? Something mm-hmm. more centralized. And, of course, lots of people saying, I would never pay, right? Mm-hmm. The answer was hypothetically, what should they add for you as a value that would make sense as a subscription plan, right? Like, think about it. Like, if they brought Nintendo Power back from the dead as a digital magazine, is that something you would pay for? Like, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah, right? for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll keep it light on some of the community stuff. We got some emails, though. So Question? if you want to read those, yeah. Email okay, I got a couple of questions. In. So we got, uh, you know, Vince Vasquez, who emailed us at nvc at ign.com. Um, he broke the rule of writing uh, more than three sentences. But, so yeah, that's I'm a gonna, long... I'm not going to read all yeah. of it, but he says, um, to turn the Wii U's fortunes around, do you think Nintendo will release a 3DS player for the device sooner rather than later? Um, you know what I mean, the modern-day equivalent to the GameCube's awesome Game Boy player peripheral. Or the Super Game Boy. I think that's an awesome idea mm-hmm. because you have two screens, yeah. right? Like and you every, have really awesome games. Yeah, every DS game or a 3DS non-2DS game could run on on the Wii U. Yeah, but you run into the inevitable problem that it wasn't made for that resolution, so it does yeah. look either shimmery or a little not as polished as you would expect from a home console game. Do you t- do you bite the bullet and do it anyway, or like how yeah. do you solve that problem? You could even do it though, where the entire game is played on the Wii U gamepad, where you have both screens on that screen. I think you that's, know, stacked. that's a good approach. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I mean, the Super Game Boy and the Game Boy Player were two of my favorite inventions of all time. Mm-hmm. Like I absolutely loved being able to play former handheld games on a mm-hmm. on a slightly bigger TV. But that was also a very different era where nobody, the, none of this like. 720p. Yeah, it was the standard death era. Yeah, you no, didn't have to worry about that. Yeah, we didn't yeah. have resolution gate 2013. Oh all my this god! Other crap. How many pixels are in your game? Yeah, not mm-hmm. enough piece. I love the whole resolution gate thing too. By the way, I mean a lot of Nintendo games run at 1080p. Yeah. Does that make them visually more impressive than a 720p Xbox One game? No, probably not. Probably not. Can we stop this madness? It's just it's so dumb. So and silly. Just, yeah. Adding on to this. There, yeah, not to derail oh. your point. Oh, go ahead. No, sure. There are plenty of 3DS games that I played this year. Like two that would come to mind would be well, both Etrian Odysseys and then like Fire Emblem that I I didn't play on the go. Like I would I would gladly play those yeah. on mm, a yeah. bigger screen or something on the couch. For yeah. sure. Um, next question comes from uh, Tybat11. Um, he says, um, uh, he's been debating this with a friend of his. Uh, my question for you guys is this. If a full-fledged $60 game was released today and was in the 9 to 10 range of quality, but the entire game was 8-bit or 16-bit style graphics, would you still buy the game? And if so, would you feel cheated? My friend argues that in order for him to feel like he's getting his money's worth, he needs to purchase games that take full advantage of the hardware and <sighs> thinks if it doesn't, it shouldn't be the same price as a triple A HD title. Oh, you know, this, hate, is, this is a reigning mentality, though. This is I an hate this thing. so much. That's yeah. a mean question. When I reviewed yeah. Rayman Origins a few years ago, which mm-hmm. I f- fully believe is one of the most beautiful things ever created in this medium, period. Yeah. People were like, this should be a $10 downloadable game because it's 2D. Yeah. Like, this... It, it amazes me how stupid that but is. So he's taking it to the next level, though. He's saying if the visuals truly were 8-bit or 16-bit. Like, sure. You know, like Rayman, l- lots of French people slaved for weeks over and, and months <laughs> over the over the drawings, right? Yeah. Just French that, people? That game was a lot of work. It was, but you know? so is designing a fully animated sprite Yeah, that runs with a walk cycle. You don't need a, cycle. Yeah, but you don't need a team of... 
two hundred people so, or whatnot to to make that sprite. You right? know, I mean, that was getting done uh, during the sixteen bit era and even the eight bit era with what thirty people. But does that matter yeah. if the game's awesome and it's fun to play? Yeah, because I w- I won't name names, but there are games that thousands of people work on that name aren't names. that great. Drop drop Assassin's em. Creed Three was okay. a shitty game, right. and a thousand people worked on that game. A thousand people for a year were like, honey, I'm going to be late. I got to do this thing at work with this Mm -hmm. dumb game. And then it came out and people were like, eh. And it wasn't good. Now, had five of those people been like, we're leaving to go make Super 16-Bit Boy and it's $60 and it's 25 hours, but it's really fun, then yes, I would have paid for $60 I think there are two questions, right? Would you personally pay for it and would people pay for it? I don't think people would pay for a 16-bit game at 60 bucks. It's not going to happen. There are games like Minecraft that look like crap that Mm. are basically 3D 16-bit games, like 8-bit hero or whatever it was called. Was it 16-bit hero? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like those games, they don't look as advanced, but you can you can charge 30 to 40 bucks and lots of people would buy Minecraft people would pay 100 bucks yes way. exactly um, exactly but I hear I hear what he's saying like I do no too. those games would not stand a chance because there is the precedent of you getting a link to the past for 399 or you're buying a 16-bit style game on your iPhone for 99 cents so I, I think it would be on the game to prove itself and I think it is entirely possible and you know what how cool would it be to see sort of a 16-bit game done without some of the limitations that you know a console had a 16-bit console had for example how yep. many Skyrim. colors make or, Skyrim or and 16-bit graphics like sure. top-down view if that game that's like a 100-hour game right yeah, I'm absolutely. telling you if, if it was reviewed exceptionally well across the board and kids got a hold of it like pair your kids if they were like I gotta play I wouldn't buy it for them 60 bucks <laughs> well your kids are hooked on Minecraft Minecraft, right? And that's a game that looks like crap. Yeah, but it cost uh-huh. them 10 or something, didn't it? Minecraft was like 15, 20 bucks. Yeah, and you know expensive. what? If every kid at school were talking about Minecraft and Minecraft was $100, what do you think Papa Pear would have to do? He'd have to buy the game to get his kids to shut up. Ooh, Papa Pear. Yeah. Um, all right, related question, maybe last question. Ryan says, hey, NVC, my name is Ryan. Thank you. Hello. Which perspective would you prefer for Zelda Wii U, top-down or third-person? Aonuma hinted that the game would be non-linear and possibly multiplayer. I don't know if that this yeah but I, I returning think talking more about retur- rethinking yeah. the notions of single player yep. sorry returning to, to the top-down perspective would fit both those goals nicely what do you guys think third well, person the, or top-down i mean You're this guy top-down game. this guy sh- this guy's question goes with the question we just got a second yep. ago who's gonna pay 60 dollars for a top-down zelda yep. right we'll pay 40 for brian one. and papa papa pair me and you yeah because yeah. <laughs> of the kid well, i'll be, I'll be the, the son you never me heard. over here this big zelda fan yeah, yeah. yeah there you, go. <laughs> you yeah. can't wait to play more I Sky actually really Sword. want to play Link Between Worlds. I think it'll but, be a third-person Zelda, but I I, so I do fear um, a quote that came out of Games TM this week talking about how Nintendo is kind of trying to be very careful with choosing art styles for Zelda. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just this feels like blowback from Wind Waker, which, by the way, was 10 years ago. And I get that the look may have affected how that game sold, but I think something that's visually striking still matters. Yeah. And one of my biggest... And I have not, this is not a secret on this podcast, one of my biggest gripes with A Link Between Worlds has been this rubberized look that it has. Sure. Forget mm-hmm. the perspective for a second. I'm just talking mm-hmm. about the art assets itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of worry, you know, I just, I think it'll be a, a, a third person game for sure, but I just hope Nintendo isn't kind of shook over, well, you know, this is current gen pricing or next gen pricing, whatever it is, how much it costs to develop a game, we can't afford a flop. 
right? right? We right. can't. So we have to be careful with our choices. Sure. I just hope that doesn't sh- make the, force them to make I've, really safe choices because I like when they take risks. You know what? I've never seen them do that, though. In the end, I think the artist always wins out at, at Nintendo. Sure. They make some concessions, right? Because Skyward Sword did not look the way that most people wanted their Zelda to look either, right? Yeah. It looked like Paz Easter egg colors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as we but all people know. weren't complaining over it, were they? No, I think... I, I was. I, I Yeah. <laughs> I, I think when you see a game, like to me, the Zelda games are now at the point where you've smelled what it could be like to play an immersive Zelda game where you feel like you're in that world. Just like with Mario where you played Galaxy, where you're like, oh man, that's awesome. I'm in the universe, right? Like, yeah. And it, I think it's it's hard to now come back and say, here's another Four Swords Adventures and expect as many people to want to buy that. Totally. It's not going to happen. Totally. Right? Yeah, I, I will say to your, to your points on the Wind Waker thing, um, I don't at all feel like they've been hiding from that art style. Um, no. or, or that they feel regrets about it. Like, I know there was a lot of backlash when it first happened, but the reason that game didn't sell as well as it should have was because of the platform it was on, first mm. and foremost. I think if there was 150 million GameCubes out there, it would have sold 25 million yeah. copies. Um, secondly, like the Wind Waker art style is something they've actually embraced more than any Zelda art style this that they have. This is true. I mean... There was Wind Waker. There was uh, Phantom, Spare Tracks, Phantom Hourglass, Four Swords Adventures, Four Swords itself. Yep. Then uh, they put him in Smash Brothers Minish twice. Cap. Did we say that? Uh, no. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was kind of the Toon mm-hmm. Link style. And then they remade the game this year. It even had so, the stained glass. Yeah. Minish Cap. Yeah. yeah. I, they, think, I, I think that comment referred more to... Does it skew grown up or more kind of childlike in their what presentation? What does grown up mean? No, really? no, but like I'm, you know what I mean. It's like you and I will value the graphical fidelity, and a lot of our our listeners of a Wind Waker and yeah. know that it's not easy to make a game look like a cartoon, and we yeah. love the way it looks. Oh, and, we like stylized, and it, it brings back to childhood memories. Yeah. yeah, but for kids who just, the childhood memories of cartoons are just two years ago. They want the cool thing now, right? They want something different. They want Transformers the movie and not Transformers the cartoon anymore. But honestly, would a photorealistic Zelda no. fly well? I think I, it would completely no. rob that but game of its identity. It's, so, what it's if it, so dumb to me that people have been asking for a gritty, realistic Zelda for years when like, there's nothing they've ever done to indicate that that's something we yeah, should be, but, be but getting. But think about the cutscenes in Fire Emblem. The graphical, like they're 2D... They look like anime. They look amazing. Like they do. every all Heavy the, the stylized. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. the animated cutscenes in Fire Emblem games. Like if the game actually looked like that while you're playing it, that would be a more mature look. But you know, as opposed to like googly eyes and and like yeah. eyebrows through your hair yeah. and no feet. Um, but yeah. it would still yeah. I just I don't. Oh, the feet thing. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. They put all the polygons into the rest of it. Um, no, I'm, I'm talking about the animated cutscenes, the, yeah. the the anime. But I don't want a Hobbit-looking Zelda, like a, a sort of J.R.R. Tolkien, Tolkien, whatever you call him, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings esque yeah. Zelda. I think Twilight Princess was the closest it needed to go, and that's as close as I ever want to see it go. I think the, the 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 future of Zelda is more in opening up and making more possibilities happen within the world. And shaking the foundation of of how the world works yeah. versus, you know, just st- a stylistic art choice. Yeah. I think you came up with a really good question of the week, actually. What? Yeah, asking people what kind of style they want for the next Zelda game. Hmm. Okay. What do you I think like of that? that. That's mm-hmm. a great question and an awesome uh, transition. An I like awesome that. Awesome end to our podcast. Cool. Yeah. What, what kind of 
what look do you want for the next Legend of Zelda? Do you want something that is realistic, like a Lord of the Rings movie? Do you want something that is a little bit more cartoonish? Or do you want something that is completely kind of embracing the 16-bit past? So something more like a Wind Waker or a Link to the Past. And just book. to kind of add a little bit more to this, um, Link to, if, if the art is small enough, I mean, we don't want huge images linked in the comments because I don't know if that would fit very well, but link to us some, a sample. Yeah. Right? Like, there's plenty of versions. You can Google image search anything, right? Show us what you would like it to look like. Yeah. Even if it's not a Zelda game, show us a cool painting that you think a Zelda game should yeah. look like. Because I think that's far more likely than them just making Skyrim with a green hat. Yep. Arr. And if you're, if you're listening to this on your... <laughs> If you're listening to this on on the go on your phone, um, you know, just go to IGN, click on Wii U or 3DS on the nav at the top, and you'll find the podcast article. And in the comments there, you can link any artwork, and it'll appear. Keep it clean. Thank you. Yeah. So there's a lot of other news, but unfortunately, we're kind of out of time. There was a you know a lot of talking, answering a lot of questions during the shareholders meeting uh, for this second quarter. And a bunch of other stuff, but unfortunately, you know, we're pressed for time. There's a lot going on at IGN right now. You have no idea. And uh, especially for Nintendo fans, you're definitely going to be interested in Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday next week. Um, some cool things are on the way that unfortunately can't be announced over this podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thank on you. Twitter, Thank you can you. find me as Jose underscore Otero. You can find Brian at Agent Bizzle. You can find Pear at Pear IGN. And you can find the other Brian, our fitness champion, at Albino Albert. And Team Fat, uh, the IGN community gym, which I will put a link and the code in the post for this podcast. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy your weekend. Bye. See ya. See you.